club for people who can't read. We watch movies and review them. Cause books are so hard to read. And movies don't have that much to them. Pictures are worth a thousand words. So a movie is like a bazillion words. Instead of reading all the words, you can watch it on the big screen. At book club for people who can't read. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to our first episode of Book Club. For people who can't read. So I'm Tommy and this is Sherry. And we grew up together. I mean, how long have we known each other? Gosh. I met you back in 1982. Wow, I was born in 1982. That's wild. What a coincidence. I think you were one of the first people I met. More than likely. More than likely. Okay. So if you haven't listened to us before, that's normal because it's our first episode. (laughs) So it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you've listened to us before, you might be watching it for the third or fourth time. Hi, mom. (laughs) Let's all be honest with each other. We're writing this for our mother. So our first episode is going to be about the amazing 1987 classic, Harry and the Hendersons. So that wasn't the movie I watched. That definitely should have been the movie you watched. That's the movie you fell asleep during while we watched it this afternoon. Oh, yep, yep. That was the one. So all I remember of it, I think I got the whole gist. Family is camping in the woods in Seattle? Washington. Washington. Yeah, well, yeah Washington. Somewhere in Washington. Yeah. And then they're leaving to go home. And they hit Bigfoot and they kill him. They thought. Thought. Oh, yeah. Then they put him on the roof because he was dead. Because he was dead. But. Spoiler alert. He wasn't dead. They hit him again. So they killed him the second time. They killed him a second time. And this time, John Lithgow assures us he is definitely dead. But. He isn't. He's not dead. So he now is going to live in an American household. It's the American dream. So I was excited. So comedy ensues. Pretty much Harry is in the house. And then they decide that they're going to have to bring him back home. And then Harry runs away from them because he's sad. So then that's where the comedy really ensues. That's where the comedy ensues. (laughs) I mean, did you see those tears? going down Harry's cheek. That's the thing. I think the thing about Harry is it's a puppet type costumey thing, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he gives the best emotions of any character like that that you've seen. You don't see like your general Muppets emoting that much. Like when you see Harry smile, you smile. Oh, it light ups a world. It lights up everybody. When you see Harry upset because he sees taxidermy animals, he is genuinely hurt. But also when he's cracking up at the TV, you crack up with him too. Da 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 da. I can't it's stand great. my fingers. It's a good thing you can. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I think actually the whole TV scene and teaching Harry to sit with sugar cubes is probably my favorite scene. So you see John Lithgow in the living room saying, come on family. And he's going to show him everyone the new trick. 
and it is how to sit by giving Harry sugar cubes. And then, let's face it, a nine foot tall Bigfoot never is gonna sit gently and you see in Harry's eyes. Hey, I know I'm gonna do this wrong, but I'm gonna sit and get that sugar cube. And he squishes everything in the house. Which the, the funny part for me is the father is so confident that he trained this guy how to sit. But the first time he sits, he breaks the couch. Nothing else was broken. And then he kept breaking everything, which leads me to believe that John Lithgow was lying to the family. He did not train this animal. But then when the, he did. when the son is literally, oh my God, you taught him how to sit. Like the son looked at John just being like, oh my gosh, my dad is so cool. He taught Bigfoot to sit. It's pretty impressive. It is impressive. I think for me, the part that stuck with me when we watched it this afternoon was the older sister who, you know, classic 80s, bitchy older sister is pissed off because Harry ate her corsage and she saved it for the past six months from her 15th birthday. And how dare you? And she screams at him. It only occurred to me watching this today that that's the only time I've ever seen in any movie, any TV show, any life. sort of like reference that like, oh, you would save a corsage in the freezer for however long. I mean, most people would probably dry it. You would think. Or spray it with hairspray. Something, I, I don't know, but here's the thing. In 10th grade, I got my first corsage. Aww. And I definitely kept it in the freezer for years years i think it was in there until after i graduated college so which dog ate it <laughs> our dogs were better than that because they don't have opposable thumbs no they weren't that bad <laughs> they were pretty bad <laughs> i mean brewster is an angel but Ain't brewster wasn't now. then brewster wasn't there and we all know eleanor wasn't there gosh eleanor she is a terrible producer <gasps> She's sleeping. Yeah, and she, the the producer can't sleep while we're recording. She works hard. Very hard. All right. So as the movie goes on, Harry runs away from the Hendersons. And now John and the family are trying to find him. I think you fell asleep because they kick Harry out. He tries to make it like, no, go. They, they push him out. They want him to leave. Oh, yeah, you missed it. They want him to leave. And that's why the son tries to get their dog to also leave. Because they're like, oh go. my gosh, that makes that's so why. much more sense. But then they realize how sad it is and that the people are trying, like everybody's, because everybody's freaking out, they have to try to go find him because they want to get him home safe. I knew you fell asleep and you kept saying, no, I'm not asleep. But I knew you were asleep. But the thing is, is like the whole hamburger scene like, they were trying to have a nice goodbye meal, no? Yes, they were trying to have a nice, here, be happy, go. Like, they were trying to say, like, you have to go because that's where you should be. Well, I guess that makes and sense. And they kick him out. Oh, that is sad. And then the little, that's why the son was sitting on the patio with the dog and said, 
go be free go live in the wild but the dog came back yeah he just looked like he fucked around a little bit like he didn't really go anywhere that's true but one thing we did learn in that scene harry is an animal lover and a vegetarian except for fish yeah he'll eat the pet fish and he ate the fish fillet sandwich we're gonna assume that it was a mcdonald's fish fillet sandwich mcdonald's if you're listening we love sponsors shoot us a message (laughs) on instagram because if we can get a sponsor make this show a little bit easier then we could have two microphones instead of one the fish fillet is the sandwich of the podcast can we get the fish fillet sandwich without the tartar sauce though and cheese i want the cheese you can have my cheese it's gross so i can have double cheese i don't know why in retrospect why would you put why does mcdonald's have cheese on their fish fillet sandwich you never hear about people wanting cheese on fish it's weird. That seems I, extra gross. I went to a restaurant when I went to a training session in Boston. Not legal seafoods. Um, Crab Shack. Joe's Crab Shack. And everything. Ugh. But I was like, okay, I'll get Joe's. The- if you want to be our sponsor, Tommy does not care for your food. <laughs> but they had baked scrod Parmesan. Oh, no, that sounds gross. It was vile. But the thing was, we Why were like, does it work with McDonald's? I don't know. I mean, McDonald's, you shove anything with anything. And I mean, people are happy. Huh, that's fair. Speaking of McDonald's, in an upcoming episode, we will be talking about the classic Mac and Me. Cult classic? Oh, that's definitely cult classic. Harry, it's, not a cult classic. No, I think Harry and the Hendersons is like a legit classic so cult classics are movies that people didn't like or did like i think it's something that a cult classic you have to grow into it grows into its own like people love it but it wasn't commercially accepted at the beginning yeah and i suppose you might be right with harry and the hendersons because when i was reading i did read articles that it didn't it wasn't as big as it could have been because they didn't want to show Harry in the previews because they wanted to like keep that part. Surprise. And so people didn't know what they were getting into. Well, also when it went into Europe and other countries, they actually changed it to the Hendersons and Bigfoot or Bigfoot and the Hendersons. Something along that. Just so people knew, hey, it's a Bigfoot movie. So speaking of Bigfoot, in the movie, they have that whole scene in the museum in the woods where they're going to see, you can buy stuff. And that's where John Lithgow goes to understand more about Harry and see how do I keep him safe and everything. And the shopkeep sells him a foot lamp. That's true. Now, do you think they stole that idea from a Christmas story? <laughs> Or did a Christmas story steal the idea of an appendage lamp from Harry and the Hendersons, which was first? I think a Christmas story was first, but it was also a book first. For people who can't read. Got it. So that kind of covers the whole movie. I think that pretty much covers where we're They had a really good song at the end, though. And you can't download it. It's a Joe Crocker song. I tried... Every every time I've watched Harry and the Hendersons for the past million years, I try to look on on iTunes to see if I can find it. 
Is Joe Crocker the same one put me in coach? No. I don't think so. Who knows? If Joe you know. Crocker, if you want to be a sponsor, reach <laughs> to us on Instagram at book club for people who can't read on Instagram. We'll link it somewhere, however we can do that. We'll figure that out. Semantics. <laughs> so now we're going to get into my personal favorite part of the episode, where we're going to talk about maybe our version of a sequel or a prequel or a spinoff. Or imagination. Oh, the land of true imagination. Are we going to talk about, oh, can we do a podcast on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? The original one. The original one would be the one to do it on. Gene Kelly. Gene Wilder. Close. Not even close. Not not really. No. <laughs> so do you want to talk about your reimagination first? So we don't talk about our reimaginations ahead of time. We wait until the episode to see whose reimagination is more likely to get picked up and McDonald's if you want to hire us to write the script and then you can produce it, we only want money and fish fillets. I mean, I want chicken nuggets. Eleanor I mean, likes I really don't like the fish fillet. So yeah, chick- chicken nuggets would be better. And fries. But fresh fries. Yeah, none of this soggy bullshit McDonald's. Yeah. So... Also, so do you want to start with your yeah, reimagination? Yeah, I can start with my reimagination. Okay, what's your reimagination of Harry and the Hendersons? So this is 35 years later, okay. much like today. So we're in present times. I see this as a family. We're, we're taking it on. It's almost like the MCU universe. So the Marvel universe. Instead of being bad action hero movies like the Marvel universe, we're going to go family-friendly, cryptozoic movies so next up the Loch Ness Monster Nessie 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 and the the Nelsons that could be hysteric so are they gonna like run Nessie over with a boat there there's gonna have to be some sort of hilarity on the ocean the sea the lake the lake um the Ides of March I don't know something along that lines but I see us with there's a clear possibility to have maybe one of the Bigfoot, because in the end of this movie, they mention, you know, hey, there's always Loch Ness, and there is always Loch Ness. So maybe they've trained, you know, a protege, and the family is also, I don't know. I just feel like we've got to get to a point where we've got Loch Ness, we can go with Yeti, we've got Chupacabra. The New Jersey Devil. There's plenty of these things. We make these movies. Family friendly, cryptozoic movies. Will there be an endgame movie to it though? Of course. But that's going to be after we do all the first ones. It's after the others. Correct. It's going to be incredible. How do you feel about in the Marvel Universe that stuff doesn't go in order? I've only ever seen two Marvel movies. So they could go as out of order as they'd like. I think my favorite out of order movie story of yours is when you went to Star Wars. Episode one. And they put the reels in wrong? They put them in the out of the right order. It's the only Star Wars movies 
I've seen. I would not recommend it. It's not a good series. It's not worth it for me. Wait, Star Wars isn't worth it or watching the movie out of order isn't worth it? Both. Wow. Star Wars and Disney, if you want to be a sponsor, (laughs) I would wait until a future episode to listen. If you're listening now, we mean no disrespect. But also, I'm not going to lie. Star Tours is the worst ride in Disney. It makes me feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. And I don't care who the rebel... Who is it? The Rebel Loser? No. The Rebel Loser? I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> There's a guy that, like, remember how the camera shoots at someone and it's like the Rebel Spy? And, like, there's someone in the, I don't know. I feel sick every time. It's pretty gross. It's gross. So the that seems like a good series. idea. So my reimagination is actually going to be a whole hell of a lot different. Oh, go on. So let's face it. Harry... Fun fact, John Lithgow is 6'4"-ish. The actor who played Harry was seven foot tall. And then the makeup made him almost eight, eight and a half feet tall. Wow. The only other person in the world that's that tall is the one, the only uncompromisably best character out there. And he emotes like a rock star. The one and only Big Bird. Let's face it. Wow. Let's face it. Follow that bird when he's painted blue and you see the tear going down his cheek. He emotes just as much as Harry, if not a wee bit more. I'll argue not more, but he's up there. He's all right. So I don't think Harry and Big Bird could be in the same room together. But what if we had the actor who is playing Harry and Carol Spinney both be going to the Oscars and they are going to the Oscars, but let's face it, who cares who's in the costume? I mean, they're replaceable in the sequel. Well, not sequel. I mean, they'll, they'll have to be replaceable because <laughs> Carol Spinney is dead. Well, and the guy that played Harry in the TV show got replaced all three seasons with three different actors. So replaceable, <laughs> but they are at the Oscars, but they're in their costumes. And then they're heading back home. And then at the airport, Carol Spinney accidentally gets the Harry costume back to Sesame Street. And the Harry and the Henderson person ends up back at the Harry and the Henderson set in the Big Bird costume. So I only think this is going to be a made-for-TV movie. And I think I can only maybe do like an hour, maybe hour and 10 minutes. Because I think I need a large sum of money ready for legal fees. (laughs) Because honestly, yes, I'm telling you right now, Big Bird, he's going to swear at least once. At least once. What? Big Bird is a child. I know he's a really big child. I know the movie's the TV show and Big Bird's been around a while, but he's still a child. Do you know what's weird, though? On Sesame Street, did you know that was Snuffy a child molester? No, Snuffy wasn't a child molester. No, no, I can't let you drag his name in the mud like this snuffy was big bird's imaginary friend right and everyone thought he was a child's molester no in the 80s he was big bird's imaginary friend because of there being so much child molestation happening in the world sesame street made it so that 
Mr. Snuffleupagus was not his imaginary friend because they felt like kids were getting the the lesson that parents won't listen to them if they tell them that something is happening uh, so they made him real because big bird was always telling all the adults like no mr snuffleupagus is real he is real he's here he's doing this and they never believed him so they made him real specifically so that kids wouldn't think that their parents wouldn't trust them so no mr snuffleupagus was under no circumstances a child molester allegedly that being said snuffy is not allowed in my harry and the henderson scene on sesame street only one big furry black brown thing <laughs> is gonna be in the scene and you can keep on snuffling right out the door snuffy harry is the one that's gonna emote everything tall lovable huggable I mean, smelly, smelly, but I mean, very smelly from what we can tell. He could be friends with Oscar. That could be cute. He could carry Oscar around like the whole can and you see Oscar's legs dangling <laughs> underneath. That could actually be cute as hell. But yeah, so it's going to be pretty much that. So then Big Bird's on the set of Harry and he's the one sitting there watching TV and throwing blue cheese dip against the wall because he thinks it's funny. I think it could kind of be the best movie out there but made for tv because again low budget just in case so you've got a lot of hope in your movie that you're saying about an hour an hour long movie 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 not a not a special I you're would, making a movie for an hour i'd call it a documentary a documentary oh <laughs> but i feel like i'm just making all this shit up <laughs> i don't think that big bird and Carol Spinney and Harry ever are going to be friends. So I don't think I can call it a documentary, but that's up to the viewers. So that's one thing, though. And Our again, Carol Spinney, very much dead. That's true. <laughs> so with that being said, though, what would be really fun, all of our listeners could go to our Instagram book club for people who can't read, and they could comment on the Harry post their own reimagination. So if you want to talk about a prequel, a sequel, if you just want to be a sponsor, don't forget, you can DM us, slide right into our DMs, let us know. We take PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. We take chicken nuggets. We take anything. We are gluttons for punishment. We'll take whatever you can give us. So what else before we head out on Harry and the Hendersons? I feel like we had a good first episode. Episode two. Uh, if we're going to do episode two, can we do a movie with two in the title? Ooh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking the best sequel out there. Let's face it. Sister Act two, Back in the Habit. Yes. Because, I mean, how can you not get a little Run DMX and all that? What was that? <laughs> You don't remember that scene? Run DMX? Yeah, no, she's, they're asking who her favorite artist is. And she's like, run DMX. And they're like, no, sister, it run DMC. Run, yeah, it was a joke. Oh. It was a good scene. I'm going to have to rewatch it. I do. I get chills every time. But I guess, you know what? This is a great conversation for, next for our episode. next episode. So with that being said, we are glad you came to listen to us. This is our first and 
possibly last? No, no. We, we have a theme song. We couldn't just say we're done. We have a theme song. Honestly, the theme song is enough to make me want to listen to the episode because it's real good. They already listened to it, but maybe we can play it as an outro too. At least this time, because I mean, it's a really fun song. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Again, head on over to Instagram book club for people who can't read, share your own version of Harry and the Hendersons. Or if you want, you can always DM us, make suggestions on movies. We prefer movies that we don't have to pay for. Because again, looking for a sponsor. So if it's on either Ven, not Venmo, Ven- <laughs> if you want to pay us Venmo, but if it's either on Netflix or Prime, Hulu, Hulu, um, HBO can, Max, if it's on YouTube, to. but it has to be a decent quality one. Like I don't want yeah. one of those ones that is like a guy sitting in the back of the theater with uh, iPod Touch. Yeah. Like at least an iPad pod classic. Yeah. I yeah. want something that looks like somebody converted a home video Yeah, onto their YouTube channel. We could also watch that VHS version of Titanic that we got from the flea market that said like, this is a viewing thing for the Oscar oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a fun one. But that was like a three disc, three tape VHS thing. So. All right. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. And don't forget, books are hard to read. So, (laughs) movies got nothing to them. Have a great night, folks. Good night. Movies like a bazillion words. Instead of reading all the words, you can watch it on the big screen at Book Club for people who can't read.